Hey, 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 this is Shelly Shell with another episode of Evolve Women's MMA. For this episode, I'm gonna go over UFC Houston's results of the strawweight division. We had three matches uh, this past Saturday night and also the up and coming featherweight match and why it is that these two fighters are fighting. And please remember to like us, comment, or share us on facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. Awesome weekend. Started out Saturday night, um, UFC Houston, with um, we had a uh, few uh, female fighters on the card. We actually had three fights, which was awesome as, as a women's mixed martial arts fan. Uh, the first fight, first match was uh, Tisha, uh, the Tiny Tornado Torres versus Beck Rollins. Now, that was a freaking all out, uh, I mean, the. Torres just kind of kept ripping on uh, leg kicks over onto Beck Rollins. And it ended up, um, you know, a unanimous win. Um, Torres won 30 to 27, and, and it improved her record um, eight and one. It was an awesome fight. Um, both girls did super well. But, um, and then we went on to the Angela Hill. This is the one that was the really like the, the freaking huge, huge fight uh, was uh, Angela Hill and Jessica Andrade. Now, Jessica Andrade came out like beast mode. First first round, she was like crazy, like just, I mean, like just relentlessly going at Angela Hill. And it's amazing that she didn't knock Angela Hill out because Angela Hill looks so slight, but that girl can freaking take a punch. And they went back and forth. And by the third round, it was an all-out slugfest awesome fight they got fight of the night um i think they both each got fifty thousand dollar bonuses which is freaking yay love it when the girls make that and um and yeah um now you know andraj is maybe even in contention for you know possible you know title fight with johanna which is really a i mean to me that's a great matchup and then the, the main event, the co-main event, was uh, Felice Herrick and Alexa Grasso. Alexa Grasso, and uh, that went the distance, too, and Felice ended up um, winning, unanimous decision. And um, it was a really, it was a good fight. Um, and it was great to see Felice back in there and talking about her uh, year off and wanting to come back and for her next match she wants to kind of uh, go uh, with uh, Paige Van Zandt. Uh, she liked to have a rematch against her because she felt like you know when she faced her she wasn't in her top physical competing um, condition because of um, a really hard weight cut and she wasn't feeling like she was rested and at her fullest potential so she liked to re revisit that fight or go after Michelle Watterson, which would be also a great fight too. 
So one of the things that was really cool, too, was seeing um, Amanda Nunes there at the fights having a ball, tweeting like a crazy person, going having pictures taken, and finally settling into her championship belt title, you know, like being the champ and being referred to as the champ and not feeling like, you know, she's living within Ronda Rousey's shadow. Uh, So that was really, really kind of cool to see. So what's coming up, which is a little confusing after that major awesome weekend. Oh, yeah, you know, I have to I have to get into it. It's like to Sunday, the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm a Bostonian. It was a freaking awesome weekend. And 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 for Bostonians, I mean, we won. We won the Super Bowl. So um, there was a lot of fighters that were down there that I'm sure actually went to the Super Bowl, too. So you guys must have had a ball down there i know back in boston we were like going crazy and i think you know there might have even been a baby boom going on back here after the fights (laughs) so i don't know could have been but anyways um back to women's mma uh one of the things that um is coming up next week which um is the a, a title fight for the featherweight championship and to me i was like okay this is the 145-pound division. And we have Holly Holm, great fighter. And we have Jermaine de Randami. And I'm like, okay, both awesome strikers, great fighters, great pedigrees, all that. But I'm like, they're both coming off two losses. I'm like, what is up with that? And, I mean, there's been a lot written about it, but I really didn't know the full story, so, you know, I'm doing some of my own, you know, reconnaissance <laughs> research on it to find out why it is this fight. It, it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, the elephant in the room is, where's, where's Chris Cyborg here? You know, where's Chris Cyborg, uh, Justino? And, and I'm like, how come she's not one of the fighters? And uh, turns out, um, I guess after her September 24th uh, fight this, in 2016, she, um, it was a very difficult weight cut for her because, of course, she, she went down to 140. And, you know, the UFC is selling tickets. You know, it's in Brazil, so they want a Brazilian down there. And it was a great kind of, uh, you know, catch weight for her. And, um, you know, so they put it on that card, but it was a horrible weight cut. And if any of you have seen the video of her cutting weight, I mean, your heart goes out to this woman for doing that. And um, after the fight, she, of course, she won that fight. But after that fight, um, you know, it, the weight cut takes a toll on your body. And, um, and so she ended up um, under a doctor's care been taking some um, what was considered um, uh, not sanctioned (laughs) you know could be steroid not steroid but um, uh, some some uh, an anabolic no actually not an anabolic steroid but a a diuretic I'm sorry a diuretic and where she's had a history of um, taking uh, a steroid back in I think it was 2012 um, you know, the, when I heard it, I was like, ah, oh, damn, what the hell is she thinking? She's taking steroids again. What the hell? How could she get caught? Um, so some people, you know, you're, you're looking at it, you don't do the research on it, but um, 
the bottom line is is she took um, under a doctor's care uh, this diuretic to help her recover from the weight cut that she took. And it was um, given to her for 90 days, but see the problem was is she didn't go through the, um, the, uh, the, what is it, the, um, the drug administration uh, for the sports uh, stuff. So she sadly kind of has got caught in this catch-22 where um, she may not be able to fight for the next year. It's still under, you know, kind of an investigation or they're looking at it or whatever. And it's kind of a bummer, but you're like, okay, so what she didn't do to get the fight was Dana, I guess, was offering her, had offered her a couple of fights, I guess three times different fights. Maybe it was for this card or another card. There was a little some confusion trying to put these cards together. And of course, the, the UFC 2000, uh, the UFC 208 is in New York next week on uh, February 11th. And um, I guess they were trying to put it together and they had really nobody like, you know, pop in for that card. I mean, the Anderson Silver's on the card, but, um, you know, he's kind of on his way out. So there's, and I guess the question too would be is, is um, Holly Holm and um, uh, Jermaine. Duran Dammy, are they on their way up or are they on their way out? And so, yeah, it's a good matchup. They're still in the limelight a little bit, but, um, you know, they both have had two losses and they're going for a title fight. It just doesn't, you know, like it doesn't add up. So there's other people um, in, in the rankings that probably could have been better, but I don't know why they weren't spoken to. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't ready. Um, for to have a fight you know in february but i guess with the chris cyborg thing is um she wasn't ready until march she just said oh could you just you know push it out a little bit because of this 90 day clearance of getting you know herself back healthy and able to fight again and then do another weight cut to 145. she was talking like 20 i think it's like 24 pounds that she had to cut which i think is over a little bit over the um, the limit of what a fighter can cut, anyways, which is really um, you know not good. So with that, the UFC needed to take into consideration that I don't know why they just couldn't have waited for another card in March and put her on that and made it then. But then I started to look at it a little bit more, and I'm thinking, oh well, if they have these two chicks fight now, okay, whoever wins, either Holly or which I'll give you my. I, I, I have an idea of who I think will win, but I'll say that at the end. Um, uh, they have these these two chicks fight, and um, they go, they keep Cyborg on the, the back burner a little bit. Hopefully they'll get her in, because people want to see her fight. They've been dying to see, especially in the UFC for a title. She should be the champ. She should be the one that's fighting right now. And, and um, it's just, it's it's astounding that it's not happening, but I kind of get where she's had some trouble with the weight cuts. We've seen it in video, all that sort of stuff. But now it's like, okay, here we are, and um, how's this going to play out? You know, for the UFC to make money, for us to see Cyborg fight, and to have a good contender, because right now I'm not sure, I mean, maybe they would be, but maybe not. I... 
uh, who knows, um, who's going to be a good contender. And my feeling is Amanda Nunes would be a really great contender. And they're talking about Holly Holm. You know, if she wins, she'll she'll be like, you know, one of the first to have, you know, two belts for females to have two belts in two divisions, which would be great. Really good to, you know, put on her her um, accolades and, you know, her, <laughs> but uh, who, who's to say um, that's all at that well. And if, if we really as fans care about that, I mean, I don't care about that so much as to see maybe somebody else like who could beat these girls like Amanda could definitely take care of Holly Holm, I think, and take care of um, Jermaine. So she's already just said that she'd like to have a shot at whoever wins that to get the belt. That makes sense. Well, then who else would come in to have a fight against her where they're kind of putting these other girls out to pasture or whatever, like Ronda Rousey, that's not going to happen. You know, I think a lot of us wanted to see that fight, Cyborg and Rousey, but that's probably not going to happen. But this fight here, and Nunes and um, Chris Cyborg fight, that could be a freaking brawl. And I mean, like a nasty, nasty brawl. Two Brazilians in the freaking ring, just like fucking going at it. <laughs> like, could be really good. And being extremely tenacious, I mean, that would be a really uh, awesome fight to see, I think. So um, with that, uh, getting into like the whole, um, other the weight cutting and stuff like that too, that's really um, been kind of a big major problem with women in the UFC um, or in Strike Force or any of those other, you know, in, in, in MMA. And uh, one of the things that came up that was interesting in uh, Chris's kind of weight cut, uh, her, uh, one of her, I think it was a nutrition coach had put her on, um, what do you call it, uh, birth control pills which I think is really, I, I actually was kind of surprised by that, but then when he had his rationale about um, helping her not put on the weight gain before, because you never know, like, too, if you're training that hard, like, she trains, like, crazy hard. Like, I mean, her fitness regime and everything like that, which she goes and does all the, daily is, is crazy, but the weight going up and down the scale is, um, happens during you know the monthly her periods or whatever and he wanted to control that and according to him he did to her she was like she couldn't see it as happening right and so during that period of time where she was cutting for that fight it was like really all this kind of up and down all over the place stuff but kind of seemed like it was a bit experimental for them and then she documented it and um to show the world that, yeah, this is really hard. It's not just me saying, you know, and trying to back out of a fight or complain about getting a fight. This is something that's really detrimental for me to do. And it should be to other fighters, and especially since um, I think there was, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, one person died from a weight cut and all that. So it's a big thing right now um, that we're looking at. Um, I 
my personal feeling is I cut weight one time and I thought it was horrible and I only did 10 pounds and I, I dropped nine pounds in a month. And I'm like, they do it in three days or two days or a week or something, you know? Like it, it, could, it could come right down. And I'm like, can you imagine dropping 26 pounds or 24 pounds in one day or three days? And you're an athlete and then you gotta go fight for your life in the ring, I'm like, and, and be in the top performance or whatever. I mean, thank God now that they have, they have it so you can be, um, you go in your, you go in and weigh the day before, actually two days before the fight, I think now. So you have a day of recovery and then you can go in like on a full belly and, and uh, fully hydrated or whatever, and then fight, which is much better. But it didn't used to be that way. And it's only changed um, in the last year. And part of it too is maybe looking at you know the documentary that she had posted, which I think is really a huge thing and it'll help women and, and, and male fighters in the long run right now. Um, it's still like, you know, up for, uh, uh, you know, they're looking at it like this diuretic thing that she took for 90 days, which if she's in recovery mode since September, it's okay. Since you have just, uh, you know, October, November, December, she really couldn't take a fight. I mean, she could have taken that February, this February 11th fight. But she only would have had like six weeks, maybe, to to uh, train fully, you know, like recovered, and and then she had to cut weight again, like immediately after. So giving her what she wanted to fight was in March, and they didn't give it to her. Um, they they ended up setting it up with um, the other two, Holly Holm and and uh, Jermaine. Uh, Duran Dammy, which, you know, is, I'm okay with it, but it's not a freaking title fight. I'm still like, you know, I'm not up, up for it as being a title fight. It just makes no freaking sense in that it just doesn't make fucking sense. <laughs> when you look at like all the stats and other people and that they're coming out of two losses, who they fought, they're not even fighting like, you know, the top of the cream of the crop, you know? So it's kind of, a little irritating that the UFC kind of didn't just hold off and give her or that division the same attention that it gave um, uh, the bantamweight class, which I wish they had. Um, I don't know. I don't know what their thinking was behind it, but it's kind of a bummer um, in, in that regard. And we're still hoping to see Cyborg, so I'm just putting it out there. I know I am. I know there's a lot of other fans that are too. Uh, we want to see her fight um, in in the UFC for a title fight um, against a worthy opponent. So you know maybe these girls are getting some practice to go against her. I don't know, but <laughs> it would be a, like a really awesome fight. Um, so with that said, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to add to that. Hmm. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, one of the things that I found that was really annoying, and I don't know when it was said or how long ago, it was on TMZ, Dana White came out, and Dana White has pissed us all off in the past, saying, oh no, there'll never be women in the UFC. Well, yeah. And, and you know, now there is, and now there's, we're going on our third weight class division or whatever, which is awesome. But um, one of the things that he said too about Cyborg is is um 
he goes, you know, this is the second time that she's been tested positive for, you know, uh, drugs or steroid use or something that's not, you know, technically that they're supposed to be using. And he goes, I don't know whether she can come back from this. We've got to see how things play out. But he kind of is implying that she might be done. I'm like, what? What? How could you even, I mean, I guess it kind of gets everybody's like, you know, up in arms or whatever a little bit and kind of like, what are you talking about? Of course she wants to fight. Just be nice to her and, you know, kind of like, you know, make a freaking deal and make it work. You know, stop, you know, you know, your end of it or her, she's got to be healthy. You know, think of the fighter. You always think of the fighters, you know, if they're making money or whatever, this this chick is going to fucking make you money. She will make you money. If that's what's really going down there, and um, I mean that's my two cents about it, but um, I'm sure other people will have something else to say or think about it. Say after the February 11th uh, fight, which is you know that's the other thing. It's happening in New York. It's close by, which is really awesome. In New York, I uh, wasn't going to be having any fights there. You know, no MMA fights. So this is I think the second fight that might be holding on into New York. Um, which is really, really cool. I mean, I'm in Boston. I could hop in the car, get tickets, go check it out. Yeah. But I want to see more girls on that card, though, too. There was all, they're, they're the main event, but they're the only ones on there. I mean, I know last week, you know, this past weekend, we had, you know, three, three fights, three awesome female fights, which was awesome. But um, I would like to have seen a couple more girls on that card. Um, yeah, so... Oh, so my uh, predictions for that card, huh? Well, for that that fight, Holly Holm, really good, really really good striker, amazing. Um, she's so focused, and she's she's a real pretty fighter. Like her fights are, I mean, when she moves. Like, if you're sparring or you're going up against somebody or something like that, it's usually sloppy. Like you can practice techniques and stuff, but her technique is so pretty. It's, you know, you look at it and you're like, wow, there's precision behind it. There's, and and to see that, well, also Jermaine um, Darandami, she also is super precise and nasty with elbows and knees. I mean, like super nasty. And she's authentic Muay Thai. So I'm like, I'm going to go with her because, man, she's been at it a little bit longer, uh, you know, and and I think that natural instinct's going to come out. So it's a really, really good matchup. Um, But I think in the end, it's going to be her because of... Um, she's gonna get nasty with knees and elbows, if uh, and in the clinching, all that. And I think um, Holm has proven to be vulnerable to say if somebody gets them gets her down on the ground and or clinches her. Um, coming out of the clinch, she's really good. I mean, she's got an awesome freaking leg kick that you got to be mindful of. Um, but I'm gonna go with Jermaine. And uh, I think she's going to pull it off. And then um, you may hear some talk of maybe Amanda Nunes going up. And then maybe we'll see Cyborg.
So uh, like us, follow us, uh, share us um, on Facebook.com backslash I love WMMA.